choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 what up? It's Kells. <clears throat> Back for another week. Thanks for asking, Kells Radio. Um, I always fuck it up. I'm supposed to say Kells at KMGZ. Um, that's my Twitter handle. This episode 123, hi, how's everybody doing? I'm doing great. Got a lot to say this week, but as always, I'm going to try to keep it to an hour, so I'm going to try to keep it moving. Um, Mike, cut down on Ging. I only got one pair of Genghis kicks this week, so we, I, th- I think we'll be able to uh, squeeze it all in. Um, yours in negritude. Um, I'm going to give it to... Cardi B for her, um, I didn't watch the BT Hip Hop Awards, cause I just didn't, um, but I did, when the Luke, when the Luke tribute came on, I, I turned real quick, cause Luke was like the first, um, well, this was before they put, I'm old enough to remember when they didn't used to put, uh, the parental warnings on the CDs that all started in the 90s with Tipper Gore and them, cause shit like Luke, where, you know, you buy, you buy your kid a CD and it's all just like, offensive shit on it, so Luke was like the first, the two live crew actually, was the first CD that I bought and, and snuck in the crib and like, snuck and listened to, cause I knew if my dad heard it, he wouldn't let me listen to it, so, I was on two live crew for a long time, they've been, I've been liking Luke and them since their first album, which was, um, damn, what was the name of that album, the joint with me so horny on it, uh, Two Live Crew, ah, I can't, it's, my mind is drawing blank, y'all know the album I'm talking about, they was on the beach with the, um, girls with their legs open, and they was laying down on the beach in between their legs, um, yeah, so, shout out to Cardi B, cause she, cause Luke did the, uh, you know, the set, and he bought Cardi B on stage, and she did her stripper dance, so it was real cool, cause everybody know Cardi used to be a dancer, and she's in the front row, and she won the awards, and Luke went down and bought her up on stage, and she, you know, did the loop dance, so it was dope, shout out to Cardi B, that's the only part of it, I saw, and I saw that Eminem spoken word, which I'm gonna get on in a minute, y'all niggas get on my nerves, um, yeah, so shout out to Cardi B, yours and Negra too, alright, so, cause we gotta keep it moving, moving on to current events, and there are a lot of them, um, the first one I'm gonna tackle is Jamel Hill, I'm not gonna say a whole lot, if y'all listen to this podcast, y'all know how I feel about all this performance, I, I've had episode after episode of all this performative blackness, performative, revolutionary, I'm tired of all this just dumb shit and until I find somebody who I think is authentic and real and has policy to join up with these protests and everything because if you just out here protesting making a scene, that don't mean nothing if you don't have solutions, policies goals, implementation plans to make things change so that we can do better if you don't have that, you ain't doing nothing but out here putting on a show, and I am uninterested, I don't know Jamel Hill, I don't watch ESPN, but I've seen these little stunts that she been pulling, just like all the rest, all of these are stunts because it ain't, nothing that they're doing is gonna affect anything nothing that they're doing is gonna change anything, it's just all a show so, apparently she, um 
tweeted something about Trump, which the thing she tweeted about Trump, I didn't think, um, I didn't think was that controversial. I mean, she she tweeted something that was factual about Trump that other pe- that I mean, you know, have been printed in papers and stuff like that. So that one went too controversial because it wasn't like she had, you know, she just tweeted something that is true. Like you, it wasn't that deep. Um, they let her, you know, go with that. So then, uh, was it Monday or Sunday? I don't know what day it was. She tweeted something about, um, you know, all of y'all on this NFL boycott. Look, if y'all going to boycott the NFL, fine. That's I, I never, from the time Cap started kneeling, I said, good for you, Cap. I hope you thought this shit through. I'm glad you stand up for your convictions, you know. But, um, you know, I, I ain't never said I was boycotting no NFL or nothing because I don't die on every hill. And honestly, like, I, you know, the pro, I didn't, like, again, what is kneeling for... I get it, like, you, you, you're you an athlete, and you want to use your platform, and you want to draw attention, cool, his point was to draw attention, fine, no problem with that, because you're admitting that you're not really working on a solution, you don't really have any plan, you don't have any policy, but you just want to draw attention, you don't want this to fade away, that's fine, I have a problem with that, cool, you're not, you know, you're not out here doing little silly shit, acting like you Martin Luther King, I don't have a problem, you know, draw attention, cool, but I, I never said that I was going to stop. Nobody that I know ever said they was going to stop watching football or nothing like that. And actually what I said was, you know, hopefully you have thought this through because, you know, I think I think that you didn't really think this through because he seemed to be shocked that he wasn't getting a job and nobody's going to hire him. And, you know, I just figured that when you do something like that, you, you should know that that's one of the consequences. I mean, I didn't think he would not have a job either, I thought eventually he'd get picked up um, clearly they're blackballing him but I just would think that when you do something like that, you would you would have to consider that to be the consequence and just say I don't care, that's what I thought um, so anyway, I said all that to say is, you know, these different people are so in support for Cap because he is being blackballed, they won't give him a job because it is they talk about he protesting the flag and protesting the national anthem because they're trying to twist it and change the narrative and make it about something else. Um, that's not what he's doing. He's kneeling to draw attention to all the police officers that were shooting and killing unarmed civilians, going to court, and nothing happened to him. That's what he was saying that he was protesting the national anthem of the flag. Somebody put this on Twitter. It's like saying the people who go on hunger strikes are protesting food. Like, no. They're protesting something else, and they're using this as the means to do so. Cap was protesting unarmed shooting and killing of unarmed black and brown people by police with impunity, and he was kneeling to do so. It ain't got nothing to do with the flag or the national anthem. So, she tweets something about, if, you know, they're still on this boycott. I mean, it's like five niggas in the whole world, I guess, this boycott in the NFL. I'm not one of them. I don't know anybody that's one of them. Every, this whole thing that, oh, I thought y'all was saying y'all boycott. Nobody said that. Y'all, y'all five niggas said that, and I guess y'all doing it. I never said that. Eagles looking real good this season. Um, I'm not boycotting shit um, because we uh, 4-1 first place in the NFC East and all these other cowboys and Redskins and Giants that was just talking all this shit and how we was going to be trash and we was going to finish last. Well, we first, motherfuckers. I, y'all trash, all of y'all. I ain't boycotting nothing. So, um, you know, and she got suspended because she put on a tweet something about sponsorship. And and, and if you don't want to really make a difference, don't target um, the NFL, target their sponsors. And 
a lot of the NF, she worked for ESPN. A lot of the NFL sponsors are your sponsors. So, sis, what are you doing? Like, I just, I just like, y'all let these, first of all, y'all let these Twitter niggas gas y'all up. Y'all let Twitter make y'all think y'all are more than y'all are and have more of an influence than you do. Like I was saying with the whole thing with the uh, D-Ray and the blue vest, it's, it's you know, y'all do y'all thing, I understand, and in, and in y'all circles, y'all are really big, but in the in the whole scheme of things, a lot of this stuff, all, for people who are not on Twitter, or people who are not plugged into, I don't know, social justice, media, whatever you want to call it, who don't sit and watch MSNBC or whatever, CNN, you know, all day, they don't know anything about this shit, none of this shit don't get no burn with them, so, don't let, you know, a lot of these celebrities, quote finger celebrities, let these twit that shit on Twitter gas them up and think that they are more, like since you work for ESPN you you got a contract sure they pay you you can't go on tweet on Twitter talking about uh, targeting sponsors of your employer the same sponsors that that you have like you can't do that uh, and I, why would you do that like that's like sis you're doing the most okay we get it. Y'all just go on air and say y'all little part to support Cap. None of this shit you're doing is going to make any difference. It's not going to make any NFL owner give him a job. It's not going to, you know, even Cap said he was only going to do it for a year just to draw, it was to draw attention. That's all it was. It wasn't a protest. It wasn't a movement. It was just to draw attention. So, you know, I don't know why y'all dying on these hills when Cap ain't even dying on those hills. So, you know, she's suspended and now... I mean, I don't know, they say for two weeks, but it's probably, to me, I mean, this is the second time, the first time they let you have it, the second time you back at it like you think it's a joke, again, like you think, you know, I don't know what they think, I don't know what they're trying to prove, you're not an activist, you're not a civil rights leader or worker or none of that, you're paid to be on TV to talk about sports, I'm not saying you can't say your opinion and all that, but y'all doing a whole lot, y'all doing the most while doing the least. Y'all really are. Like, sis, if you really feel that strong about it, it's stuff you can do behind the scenes that ain't got nothing to do with Twitter. That's how you know it's a stunt. Because you could, you know, anonymously, you could don't... It's it's stuff you could do if you're really that pressed about them blackballing uh, Kaepernick because he wanted to draw attention to police brutality. You You could... I don't know, get involved politically, like, hey, how, you know, how, what can we do? How do we... Is it a judge's problem? Is it a jury? Like, what happened? It's stuff you could do besides going to Twitter. So... I think that it's one of them things where they suspend you for two weeks and then fire you. Um, Because when they announced it, they said the wording was specific. The wording didn't say for expressing her opinion. The wording didn't say for attacking our sponsors. The wording said for the second violation of our social media policy. That's very specific. And basically what that means is, okay, we have a social media policy. Um, We explain it to everybody when they're hired. Everybody knows what it is. When she tweeted the first time, we didn't say anything. We just let her know, look, this is the social media policy. This is what you can tweet. This is what you can't tweet. Please do not do this again. And then you did it again. That's what that says. They said, didn't say, they said second violation. They letting you know that there was one before. They letting you know that it was discussed and that she did it again, and that's why, and they letting you know that they probably told her the first time that if she did it again, she was going to get suspended, so, you know, all this other argument y'all making, and she should get to speak, and we should support her, listen, y'all, I'm not going to do a goddamn thing, 
Because like I said, this is all a bunch of theater and it's all a do about nothing. I don't know what you want me to do because somebody who is a a broadcaster on ESPN decides they want to get on Twitter and tell people to boycott her sponsors that pay, that sponsor the network that employs her, that pays her. Because you don't like that calf can't, I mean, listen, I'm not going to do a goddamn thing. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not boycotting nothing. Um, you know, I hope she had another job land, lined up or, you know, some other, because, listen, all this blackity-black-ass shit, all these companies and all these media companies, they're all owned by the same people, by the same shareholders. They all know each other. So, you know, you're going to be the bitch that got on the tweets and start, told people to start messing with the sponsors. You're messing with the money. You're messing with the real money, the big money. Don't, they don't let nobody mess with the money, especially not your black ass. So, you know... Y'all better let y'all better stop letting these niggas gas y'all up. Seriously. Um so that's all I gotta say about that. Um when I when I, you know, I again I'm always down the thump. I am always down the thump. I will fire, I will stay low on fire till the last motherfucker is dead. But I'm not going to do it behind none of you phony motherfuckers because I don't see nobody that's real. I don't see nobody that I want to follow. I don't see nobody worthy to lead. I don't see nobody that I want to listen to, that I feel like has things right, that I feel like has ideas, and that I feel like is, is something that I can get behind. And so I will stay my ass right on the couch, doing what I'm doing, Chuck, uh, what's that shit from um, Good Times, whatever, and surviving, going to work, uh, trying to, try to do my best, trying not to get fired my goddamn self. So, yeah, that's it on that. Um, the sec, oh, what's this? Oh, so this second topic is kind of an ongoing topic with, you know, the Dunson Chief in the White House, where, you know, we keep getting these headlines, where it's Obama, where it's Hitler, when the Harvey Weinstein shit dropped, which I'm also going to talk about, where it's Hillary, where it's Obama, all, you know, these white people, since they have elected Trump, have just been getting on everybody's nerves, because it's first, it's the shock. Like he wasn't this the whole time, and now it's the well. Where's everybody at, and and why ain't nobody saying that? Why they they don't know if they want when Hillary come out, oh she shut up and go away. When she don't say nothing, where's she at? They don't know what they do. They want her to go away. Do they want her to stay? Do they want her to say something? Do they not want her to say nothing? They don't know. Um, you know, but y'all play. Y'all wanted Trump. Y'all got Trump. Your Trump voters wanted Trump. You got Trump. You Bernie people, y'all decided if y'all couldn't have y'all candidate, then everybody just gonna die. Okay, well, y'all got Trump, and y'all might die. So, you know, um, the sentiment is starting to bubble up in the white side on some of them. I mean, black people, we ain't vote for Trump. We don't want to... I just... Somebody summed it up for me perfectly, and this is exactly what it is. I've been trying to... People, you know, I've been trying to explain, like, I'm not apathetic. I, I just, I I don't care about all this outrage and all this shock at Trump. And it's, and some, and how to put that into words. And somebody summed it up perfectly. Um, I was watching Joy Reid and there's this lady, um, black lady, I should have got her name, can't recall. But she's going to have a new talk show on BET geared toward black people. And she was saying how, she was like, yeah. I'm going to have a talk show that's, that's of interest to black people. We, every, anybody can watch it. We, you know, we never exclude 
y'all white people that's y'all thing y'all is like well what if we had a white show all of y'all shows are white and y'all do what y'all want to do and y'all don't really worry too much about if it's y'all the only people doing it or if anybody but y'all are interested y'all just do y'all thing she was like we're gonna have a talk show and she's like but we don't black people ain't vote for trump we did not vote for him we knew we saw what it was we knew what it was and we didn't vote for him so we don't want to sit around and talk about trump all day we don't want to sit around and talk about how terrible he is and outrageous we know that that's why we ain't vote for him this ain't a new thing. He been that way. He, We've been knowing Trump been this... First of all, Trump been getting sued for discrimination since the 70s. The shit he did with the Central Park Five. When he when it first happened, he called for them to be executed. And then even after they another guy confessed and they were exonerated by DNA, he's still talking about they guilty. So we already knew. So... That's that's my ad, that's this is why I don't want to sit with y'all and oh my god did you hear this and did you hear I don't yeah that's terrible horrible yup he might get us all blown the fuck up I know that's why I ain't vote for him I mean I don't know what you want me to say I, I don't you know what you want me to say I ain't vote for him I would never vote for him cause cause shit like this I knew the shit was gonna be a fucking disaster cause he's a fucking moron so the sentiment has been bubbling up lately from media and quote fingers reporters and journalists, because we know they all a bunch of stunt queens, about how, you know, it seems as if, you know, this is white supremacy's last stand, and like, you know, it just seemed like white voters decided that if they can't hold on to white supremacy, they just gonna burn it all down. And, um, you know, that's, that's probably accurate, but you know what? Um, that's fine, because... What I don't think y'all understand is, or what y'all don't, yeah, just don't seem to want to understand or just can't comprehend or just won't comprehend. I'm not sure. From some of y'all, it's won't. For some of the rest of y'all, it's just can't. Is that um, if we don't have our freedom and equality that we've been asking for since we got here, we'll burn this shit down too. So, I mean, it's not, you know, I don't, it's, it's, it's fine. We, I'm, again, I'm always down the thumb. We've been, we've been fighting for, we had every, we came here in chains. We are free now because we fought. We will, we are still, we are out of Jim Crow because we fought. We out of segregation because we fought. We have been fighting since we got here. So if y'all decide that if y'all can't oppress us and have, you know, white supremacy and y'all be on top of everybody, y'all gonna burn it down. That's cool. Cause if we can't be equal and we can't get our rights and what, and be respected like we want, we'll burn it down too. So it just come down to, um, who is more, um, dedicated to their goals. And I think that history has shown that it is us because we have gotten this far, um, because we are dedicated and, you know, we'll just continue. So I don't, you know, this, this whole, all this wailing and lashing of the teeth and and everything, everybody's look, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't like, it could be anything from, you know what, they impeach this motherfucker and we reset and everybody learn their lesson and we'd be fine to this motherfucker get us blown up by North Korea and we all be dead. Like any, and anything along that lines could occur. I, I really don't know. I, I have stopped worrying about it. Again, this is just, it's pray time. Pray, I just got pray on it. It is beyond my control. And so I cannot worry about it. Whatever will be, will be whatever God's fate for the world and us is, is what shall pass. And you know, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Like it's 2017. If if this the end of mankind, then hey, then it's the end. That's maybe what we deserve, you know. So I'm fine with that. But I just wanted to say that. Like I'm tired of like everything is just always from 
I'm just tired of you white people just either talking about Trump or talking about just what it is and what's the problem. We, like, nigga, like, how is it that every, no, Asians didn't vote for Trump in the majority. Latinos didn't vote for Trump in the majority. Blacks barely voted for Trump at all. 93% of us did not vote for him. Y'all the only, white people the only people who who just couldn't see this coming and don't understand what's going on and don't understand why it is. Y'all the only ones. How is that? Like, y'all really need to just sit down and think about that. Like, how is that? That we are just, we couldn't under, we couldn't see the danger before. We thought, oh, well, we'll give it a shot. And, oh, academic voters, oh, well, you know, people are just trying to, they're good people. They're just worried about their jobs and all this little stupid shit. Now y'all just finally running up against the wall. Now y'all just saying, oh, well, they're trying to hold on to white supremacy. They're going to destroy the country. They're going to take the country down. Oh, God. Hey, if they take this bitch down, they take it down. I mean, we almost took, we took this shit down in 1865 to get free. So, I don't give a fuck. If we, we have another civil war. That's fine with me, and actually, I don't even think we should have another civil war, to be honest. Let these motherfuckers go. These southern states, listen, pull up, the, give us our flags back, give us all our shit, all our government shit, blow up all their roads, blow up all their ports, anything that's government, take the DMV, take the traffic light, anything that is government, take the money, take everything. You don't want to be in the United States? Fine. Going on your own. Take the seeds, take the subsidies, take the farm, because all them farms are subsidized. Take all that shit. Give us all our shit back. We blowing up your motherfucking roads, because we built them shits unless y'all want to pay. Y'all want to pay us for them? Cool. But if not, we're going to blow them up. Y'all make your own motherfucking roads. Give us our street signs. Give us our lights. Give us everything. And y'all go the fuck on. I'm fine with that, because y'all will die in, like, two months. Y'all all be dead. Because y'all ain't going to be able to do a goddamn thing. Y'all ain't going to be able to work nowhere. Y'all ain't going to have nothing. So, you know, y'all feeling froggy jump. I'm fine with it. We could be the, the United States of these 13 fucking states right here in California. I'm cool with it. So, yeah. Um, That's all I wanted to say for that. Like, I just, I don't, you know, y'all, y'all not, it's not, y'all not telling us nothing when y'all say that. Oh, well. They're, the white supremacy is gonna tear the country apart. White supremacy, the country is already torn apart with white. It been torn apart many times before with white supremacy. That's fine. Like y'all seem to think that like at some point they everybody keeps saying, "Oh, we need to unify." We need, did you did you did, uh, NFL? We need to come together. We need to unify. Y'all seem to think at some point we just gonna get tired of complaining and we just gonna get tired of asking. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. We don't want to live. Just kill us. Kill us in the streets. Go ahead, cops, shoot us. We ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, I know. Y'all was scared for your life. Uh huh. Yeah, no. We don't. We don't want um to be included in your little stuff. No, we'll just stay out here and eat this dirt. We don't want to have equal opportunity. We don't want diversity. We don't want to come work at your nice companies. Mm mm. That's cool. Y'all just keep going how y'all want. Yeah. Y'all, it's just like y'all think we just gonna get tired of it at some point, and y'all gonna be able to go back to normal. Y'all not gonna be able to go back to normal. We never gonna get tired of it. So, you know, y'all can fight us till it till it burn down. That's fine. Or y'all can fucking do what the fuck we asking, which is like stop being dickheads. Up to y'all, but. I just want y'all to know, that shit don't move us at all. All these panics and, and waving of the hands and, oh my God, it's why, oh my God, neo-Nazis were teaching, oh Lord God, it's horrible. Yeah, sure is, sure is. Almost as horrible as getting lynched by the Klan, uh, riding in the back of the bus, 
uh, you know, getting shot by a cop, and all he got to do is say he was scared of you, and then and then he get to walk. All you know, it's hard. All those things, just equally bad. Yup, sure is. So that's you know that's all I got. That's all I got to say on this on this dude. Like you know, I I I, I don't know what's going. On. I, I, honestly, like my 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 instinct. Um, colored by my education and professional experience and my legal training says to me that he is going to be impeached because just the information that has come out that is that is not even classified, just the regular stuff that's being leaked or just coming out or just being reported on regular is so, is, is any one of those things is an impeachable is impeachable and that's just what's leaking. So whatever they are keeping, whatever they have classified, whatever's going on in these, in these closed hearings, like I, you know, I think, I think he's going to be impeached, but you know, that's a process and it really depends on Congress and you know, they useless. So I don't really know, but I just, you know, I, I, I think that, I put it like this. I think that he's impeachable. I think there's enough to impeach him probably right now. I think to impeach him would be really easy because you could just point to so many things that, um, you know, even outside of collusion with the Russians, which I think totally happened, even all this shit with the golf, with his uh, Mar-a-Lago, just all all this illegal and unethical stuff that they are doing. Um, You know, him being unstable, for, you know, North Korea, it's all kind of ways they can get him out of there, um, I think they will, I, um, I know it seems like it is taking very long, because he's so terrible, but, like, he really hasn't even been in a year yet, and I don't think people realize that, like, like, it's not even been a year, they're like, oh, why is he not a, it's not even been a year, it's, I know, it's been the longest, most horrible year ever, but it's not even been a year, so, it's really not been that long. It just seems like this motherfucker been in office for four years. I know. Um, or, you know, they won't, and he'll stay in for four years, and they'll rig the election, because I, I, I don't think he's going to win. He can win on, but he didn't win on votes the first time. I don't think he'll win on votes the second time. But, I, you know, I'm, they are behaving as if they are positive that nothing they do is going to, affect anything, and I think that's because they know that they can rig the votes again because we sleep still, we woke, Congress ain't doing, states. Congress still finger-wagging and talking about DACA and all this nonsense, and they not really, I ain't hearing nothing about, you know, well, let's, let's, do, a, uh, let's do an investigation, let's see that they did they flip the votes, let's see who's, who else's servers were hit, how did they get our servers, let's see what information they could put, none of that, you don't hear none of that, so, you know, I just know eight years won't, we won't make it we will not make it eight years, um, that I'm, I'm sure of, um, you know, niggas might be back in slavery in eight years, the way these, these cats are going, um, okay, moving on, Harvey Weinstein and his sexual harassment, um, I'm not gonna say too much about that, all I will say is, um, as I told y'all before, you know, I, I, um, got out of law school and, I went, you know, I was doing my entertainment law and I interned at a lot of places. And one of the places I interned at when I was in LA was like a very big and famous agency. I'm not going to say what it was, but it's one that everybody knows and everybody's heard of. Um, and 
I interned there and I was just like a, uh, intern in legal and business affairs, which is the legal for, you know, the agency. And, you know, just, I knew through other attorneys that I knew and people I knew, I had heard stories about Harvey. And I mean, I wasn't, you know, no big time a, a list actor that worked closely with him, but I knew like, I know one lawyer that, um, you know, I worked with and they were, um, there was a film that they were trying to close the deal on and it was being held up because Harvey and the director, um, which was, um, what's that guy's name? Brad, oh, I forgot his name. One of them asshole bro, bro dudes wanted, um, they wanted to like add some extra scenes or like some deleted scene. They wanted to add like 20 minutes onto the movie as like a special edition. And it was going to like be extra in the budget. And then we just had a flat line of the budget. Like, nah, it was, it was like, that's it. We not doing anymore. And it was like this long ass call back and forth. And he was just hollering and berating and just being a total asshole about this movie. And so, um, I knew that and I just knew all the story. I heard all about it. So I was not surprised at all. Like, I mean, it was that well known that I heard about it. Me little, you know, legal intern at the agency heard about it. So, you know, I, I, I don't, all these people talking about, they would shock me. had no idea. That's a bunch of bullshit. Um, but that's Hollywood, you know, like, and honestly, like I told, like, th- th- I don't claim to be an expert, but in a little time that I was out there, like I, that's. A, a huge part of the reason why, like, LG, a lot of LGBT people can't get on and a lot of, you know, we complain about diversity. Well, one of the reasons is because the Hollywood game is, you know, you want to roll, you want to be a star, you got to go out with this dude or you got to date this dude. I mean, why do y- y'all think it's a coincidence that all these, like, so many of these huge actresses or, like, big actresses end up married to, like, agents or executives or managers or head of studios You think that's a coincidence? No, because it's quid pro quo. Like, yeah, I'll put you in this role. You know, you got to go out on a date with me. You got to drink with me. You got to have sex with me. And it's like, you know, it's easy for people to say, well, you know, why would you do that? Why, you know, your integrity and all this. And it's like, bro, you at your job, okay? You study, you go to college, you work hard, you at a job, you want to do well. Um, you know, you're doing the best you can, you're doing, you the best worker you can, you know, you're doing a really good job, you know you're doing a really good job, and your boss comes up to you, and it's like, hey, um, so, you know, we got this promotion, but, you know, if you don't, you know, why don't you go out and have dinner with me so we can talk about it? You want, what you, you know, and if you don't, not only you're not going to get promotion, you know how shit work. Oh, she's not a team player. She don't get along next to you. You know, you don't fit in. You fired. And he calling all his other friends. Yo, she's a bitch. Or, yo, she's hard to get along with. Now you, you know, you iced out. And some of those actresses came up and they were like, yeah, he did it to me. When I turned him down, I definitely felt like I got iced. Like I wasn't getting a lot of roles. So, and these are big actresses. Not like little B-list actresses. These are like actresses that been in some shit. Angelina Jolie and Gwyneth Paltrow came up and said, yeah, he, he tried it with me when I was young. These are A-list actresses. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow said he groped her. Um, Angelina said, I think she said he propositioned her or something like that. I mean, and this is what not, you know, this is when they were younger, when they were new, when they were starting out before they became Angelina and they became Gwyneth. But that's the point. Like they, would they be where they are, you know, if not for that? And, you know, luckily for them, you know, they got to a point where, you know, you get a big enough actress and you got big enough power on your own, you know, he can't really, 
I mean, you Angelina Jolie, what he going, he not going to put you in his movie. Okay. Somebody else will, cause you make money. But when you are up and coming actress and you're trying to get to that point, it's a lot of pressure and you just shouldn't have to put up with that. Like you should be able to be professional and go and get roles based off of your talent. I mean, everything is relationship, but to have this fucking schlock, this fucking schmuck of a guy trying to use his position and his power to get women. It's like, that shit is so lame, yo. Like, you are so lame. You are fucking rich Hollywood executive. You should be able to pull women just on your own, but you're such a schmuck that you can't. So you have to harass people and and and, and try to, like, use your power to get sex with women because that's how much of a lame you are. Because, dude, you should be able to just show up and, and, get, and, and get somebody just being Harvey Weinstein. Like, you know? But, hey, that's showbiz. But I, I wasn't shocked, and I think all these people talking about all these dudes. First of all, I don't even know why people are, these Ben Affleck and all these dudes, I don't even know why y'all making statements. It is not necessary for anybody to make a fucking statement. It really is not. I would not make a statement. If anybody happened to ask me, I'd be like, I ain't know that dude like that. Like, why y'all? Oh, I had no idea. I was so shocked. You lying, first of all. You lying. And why? Nobody, like, why has been all these random ass people making statements? For what? Like, yo, that dude got caught sexually harassing women. I ain't got nothing to do with that. You playing yourself. I'd rather you just say, you know what? He's a really famous guy. I mean, he's the head of the studio. And, I mean, I just didn't know what I could do. Like, what I'm going to do? I'm going to call the police. They're not going to do nothing. He's Harry White. I mean, I, you know, I feel bad. And, yeah, I, I saw it was wrong. And, you know, I, I feel perhaps I just didn't know what I could have done. I didn't know, you know, I knew that if I said something, nothing was going to change. So, I, you know, I just warned women about him and, you know, just tried to let people know. Like, I would rather you be honest, in other words. Say that. Or say, you know, oh, I mean, I'm sure not everybody knew. I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't really think so. I don't know how a guy that, again, I heard about it. So I don't know how you could be a big star working in the movies and not know about that. Um, but all these, oh, I didn't know. I was appalled. Like, y'all lying. And I don't even know why. Ben Affleck, ain't nobody asked you to make a statement. Matt Damon, ain't nobody asked you, oh, I, if I'd have known that, I would put a stop to it. You are lying. You're lying. Because there's no way you didn't know that. There's no way. Just say, you know, I, hey, it's what my business. Or whatever. I don't know. I just rather people tell the truth. I'm so tired of everybody lying and, and fucking putting on shows. Just tell the fucking truth. You know? Please. It'd be so fucking refreshing. All right. So. Moving on. I kind of already shouted out the Hip Hop Awards and Cardi B. I just want to say, man... Y'all are going up for that Eminem. I'm not even calling it a freestyle. That shit was some spoken word. Like, it was Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. And I'm just sick to death of it. It was horrible. I did not like it. I saw it, and I thought when he kept stopping, I thought they were beeping him. Because, you know, Eminem be cursing. I was like, oh, damn, they beeping him. Then I realized, like, no, that was like his dramatic pauses. Like, y'all niggas, soon as any, he going at Trump, and y'all just foaming at the mouth because he going, oh, my God, that was so great. Oh, that was so powerful. It was terrible. What are you talking about? 
it was not good. That was not good. I'm sorry. I like Eminem, but that's what I would have rather you had done a freestyle like regular with a beat and just did a freestyle. You could throw a line about Trump in there, but like they tried to make that shit like it was so fucking dramatic. They had niggas in the back, like they was watching Moses on the hill, and he came out there like, oh, okay, Puerto Rico, okay, yeah, Trump, y'all. Like it was just basically a bunch of shit that y'all been complaining about over the last week in a freestyle, and everybody acting like, you know, righteousness fell down like waters and justice like a mighty stream like get the fuck out of here that shit was horrible y'all get on my nerves man y'all just hype everything oh my god that shit was not good at all it was horrible ugh that's all I wanted to say about that. Stop playing that shit. Y'all been playing that shit and talking about that shit all day. It ain't I have a dream. It ain't am I a woman. It ain't phenomenal woman. It ain't the Gettysburg dress. It ain't four score nothing. It ain't nothing. That shit was horrible. God. We gotta get some class, man. We gotta get some taste. You niggas just, everything is just the greatest thing. It's not. That was not good. That was not good it was not good, it was annoying, it was horrible, it really kind of ain't even rhyme, it was super dramatic, it was super like, okay dude, like, alright, you're doing the most, again, the white people performative outrage against Trump, and I mean, I know Eminem wouldn't be for Trump, and I know Eminem didn't vote for Trump, but he from Michigan, <laughs> so, you know, a lot of them niggas voted for Trump, like, white people just stop it, like, we just tired of y'all trying to prove y'all bona fides by how much y'all love Trump, Eminem, we know Eminem, we know Eminem is down, ain't nobody questioning Eminem, but I'm just saying, it's like, y'all just trying to, like, show you, it's like the new safety pin to be anti-Trump, or to go at Trump, or to call Trump, like, let's just cut it out, 53% of y'all voted for him, so y'all not fooling us, a lot of y'all voted for him and lied, and now y'all trying to, like, play it off, or, or make amends, like, just cut the shit, like, seriously, that shit was not good um the other thing I want uh, actually let me switch these two up cause I wanna do I don't know last um Amanda Seals so Amanda Seals over the weekend like a bunch of knuckleheads frequently do came on tweeting about you know if you got Jordans and don't gotta laying on an air mattress you need to start a bit all this dumb all these dumb things that these niggas been saying since the night listen listen Nobody is poor because they have Jordans, okay? Jordans cost $190, all right? Black people are poor because we don't have no money. We don't have no money because we descended to slaves. And we have one-fifth of what everybody else had because we didn't have, we, we, were, we were property considered property until 1865. And then we were in uh, extremely segregated Jim Crow um government for another hundred years till 1965 when the civil rights uh, act was signed and then we've been still kind of, we got like a little bit of daylight to where okay well legally they couldn't hang us from trees you know they would prosecute something had to happen and you know they couldn't legally keep us out the schools no more but um you know we even from 65 like on we so basically if you say from 65 to 2017 I don't know how many years that is offhand. Uh, what, 50 or 60 years, is about how long we've been, quote, fingers free, 
okay? That's why people don't have no money. Not because they buying Jordans, all right? That's the first thing. The second thing is y'all niggas been using that Jordans line since the 90s. I don't know how much y'all think Jordans are, but they not that expensive. They, these niggas talking about you pay $400 for Jordan. Jordans are not $400. Those are resale prices, okay? And while you're talking about who has, who need to start a business and who wasting their money, let's talk about that. The reason why Jordans cost $400 resales is because you have a lot of, uh, um, enterprising entrepreneurs who buy these things called bots, which is an algorithm that you can put into, um, the different stores. And when the shoes drop, it, it, it cuts you in front of everybody and you can get like 10, 20, 30, however many pairs you can afford to buy. And you can get those and you snatch them off the, you know, off the foot lockers and off the nights and everything. As soon as they drop, like it's computer programs hit and you snatch them off. That's why when you go to buy Jordans, you can't get them they sold out because these kids take them with the bots. And then what they do is they take those $190 Jordans that you can't get, but you want, and they put them on the eBay or wherever else. And they sell them for two ninety, three hundred, three fifty If they really a hot pair and, and they make a profit. So they do that for times. That's like a hundred, hundred thirty dollar profit. Let's say, Sometimes they can get 200, depends. And times 10 pair, times 50 pair, however they got, they making three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000. And they do this every drop. Some of these cats are making six figures off reselling these shoes. So why are you out here telling people how they waste the money and they got Jordan? You don't even know what you're talking about. Because a lot of people have started their own business. They selling sneakers. And that's how they making their money. Because they reselling sneakers to people who can't get them, Okay people, I, I'm like, y'all always with this, start a business, like, y'all, cause so what, somebody gonna file some LLC paperwork, and then what they gonna do, do you have a business plan, do you have a sales plan, like, everybody can't start a business, some people not bosses, some people, the point is, y'all not giving nobody no solutions, all y'all, y'all, it's just a way to shame black people, that's all it is, that's why y'all say Jordans, y'all been using the same goddamn uh, Jordan example for 20 years, because that's cold war for black, okay, you black lazy people stop spending your welfare money on Jordans. That's why that's what you basically saying. It's old, it's played, it's corny, it's stupid, it's not historically accurate or factually accurate. Just leave it alone, okay? Nobody is poor because they're buying Jordans. And even if you are poor, then perhaps you wanna people who are poor wear Jordans and whatever, because maybe they just want to prioritize the one thing they can control, which is how they look when they walk out the door, okay, yeah, you know, I don't have the best job, I don't have any money, but you know what, when I do get money, I want to look nice, y'all sound, you know what y'all sound like with that, y'all sound just like these white people who want to take people's food stamps and say they can't buy steak, and can't buy lobster, and all this stuff that they not supposed to be, because you know, you the arbiter of, you know, what somebody poor should be able to do, because you know, if you're poor, you should be punished because you don't have no money, you know, so you shouldn't be able to buy, a food stamps is a food stamp, you gonna give me money to buy food, I should be able to buy what I want, who the fuck are you to say I can't eat steak and I can't eat shrimp, or whatever, fuck you, food is food, so, that's how y'all sound though, um, you know, oh, you got Jordans and you don't got a house, sis, Jordans cost $190 a house, and it cost, uh, what, $300,000, $400,000, how many pairs of Jordans I gotta forego to be able to get a house? Okay, way too many, more than they make. Shut the fuck up. Y'all sound fucking dumb. 
Y'all been using that same. Y'all want some real solutions? I don't know. Start a scholarship fund. I don't know. Call your congressman. Hey, you know what? What's up with these charter schools? Why don't y'all make it easier for people to go to charter schools? Why is education so expensive? Why do only rich kids get to have the best education? The poor kids have whatever. If they get a better education, they can get a better job, they can earn more, and then they won't be poor, and then they can afford to buy the resale Jordans. Y'all not really interested in solutions. Y'all just want to shame black people. And some of y'all, like, y'all get start getting a little check, and then y'all just be so pressed to be better than somebody. Now here y'all go on the tweets with all this goddamn investment advice and money advice even though uh two years ago you was broke as shit too now you got you know you got a little extra spending money now you want to talk down to all us broke negroes okay sis whatever you sound stupid that's all i wanted to say about that um and so i know i haven't been doing tv because um queen sugar started back up and um i'll i'll briefly do that but I wanted to talk about so I think a lot of people I don't watch it all the time but I watch it sometimes Ayala Fix My Life and because mainly because Ayala is funny to me Ayala is not qualified to talk to any of those people she's not a psychotherapist I don't know what it actually she is she might got a certificate from DeVry and something I don't know um, but she's basically just doing a bunch of homespun you know bullshit and calling it therapy but she's funny, so I watch it, right? But this weekend, the one I I kind of I don't know. I got I, I don't I feel like sometimes she does more harm than good because, like I said, she's not qualified, and a lot of what she's saying is not um, clinically correct. It's not psychologically correct. It's just old homespun shit that like a nanny and them tell you, and that's cool for some things. For like you know, you just need to get your fix your attitude or you know start doing a little things different. You know, snap out of it type stuff. But for people with real problems, it's it's, it's not, and it, sometimes it does more harm than good. And I think this past weekend was one of those times because they had an episode of men who had suffered, who had been molested or sexually assaulted as children. Okay. Right off the bat, Ayala ain't qualified for that. That's somebody that needs a doctor, who a trained psychiatrist, who is really and and trained therapist, who is really you know educated and certified to help them through that, to give them the proper uh, tools and information that they need to move past that. Okay, and there was a couple things in there that would bother me. It bothered me a great deal. The first one was one of the guys that got uh, he got molested when he was younger, and he got raped when he was in the Marine Corps. He was in he was a Marine, and he was trying to tell his story, and he was saying how he felt. She asked him how if they all felt ashamed. They all felt ashamed, and they all blamed themselves, and they all were saying, you know. I was stupid, I let my, you know, victim blaming, I let myself be taken advantage, and his was really bad, because what he was saying, he was like, yeah, you know, I had got violated as a, as a kid, and then as a Marine, I'm fucking stupid, because I, I, I let it happen to me again, because I was with my brothers, and it's a brotherhood, and she stopped him, and she was like, no, y'all not brothers, and he was like, no, we are, in the Marine Corps, we have the scene as brothers, and she's like, yeah, uh, y'all not blood related, y'all not blood, and she was like totally dismissing what he was saying, he got upset, and he was like, listen, 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 I'm telling you right now, that I am a veteran, I am a Marine, in the Marine Corps, your fellow Marines are your brothers, that is how it is, that is my life, that is my, how I move through the world, and if you cannot accept that, then we ain't gonna be able to do this, and I, I, he was 100% correct, because Ayanla was trying to dismiss what he was saying, and it's like, sis, that shit is real, 
What he is telling you is not crazy. It's not made up. When you are a Marine, all your other Marines are your brothers and your sisters. That's just how it is. That's it. You a civilian, you don't understand, that's fine. But you telling him because, of course, we know that we're not blood-related. But we are still brothers because we are brothers in arms. And when we go fight, we are fighting for each other. We are fighting to get each other back, not for the flag and all this other dumb shit. And we have this bond, and that's, like, a huge part of what makes us Marines. That's how we are able to fight the way we are fight. We fight. That's how we're able to win wars. That's how we're able to bring each other home because we have that bond. It's not something that you can understand because you don't, you're not a Marine. You didn't go through the training. You didn't go through the, the um, boot camp or, or any of that. Like, you don't know, because he was, he was telling her, he was like, one of our credos is pain is weakness leaving the body. And it is true. And to this day, I use that when I'm in the gym and I don't want to work out or them weights is too heavy or just whatever, I'm sick or I don't know, whatever the case, or I'm just tired or I'm doubting myself. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Push that up. Push that weight up. You can get it up. Do this extra minute, five minutes on this treadmill. Pain is weakness leaving the body. You will not die. You will be okay. To this day, I live by that. So I, I, I understood what he was saying. Like, you cannot help me. You cannot do nothing for me if you are going to reject when I tell you that this is what I... That's like if somebody tell you, you know, basically it's like rejecting somebody's religion. If somebody tell you they Catholic, you say, oh, that's nonsense. That cross, that's just a piece of wood. That, I, don't, I know they told you it means something, but it don't really mean... That's basically what she was doing. And that shit pissed me off, and it pissed him off. And I know from that point on that he was not going to listen to her. I wouldn't listen to her either because, sis, you, you know, you you just told me that, you know, I understand that that's not my blood brother. I, duh, I know that. But what I'm telling you is this is how I live my life. This, This is the credo that I have. This is how... I go through the world, so that was the first thing that bothered me, because he was correct, and she was like, oh, I, I do, he was like, look, I may, I understand that you might do this all the time, but you do not do it with veterans, because if you dealt with veterans, you wouldn't say what you just said to me, because every veteran that come through here, particularly Marines, they're going to tell you the exact same thing, so for you to just be talking about, be, oh, if not your brother, y'all not brothers, yes, we are, matter of fact, it's some people that would save their fellow Marine before they saved their blood brother, because they fellow Marine done fucking, them and they fellow marina fucking came, went to war and came back and fought for each other, and you haven't, so, that bothered me, that's the first thing the second thing that bothered me is she started asking the, she was so, she asked them, she was like, she was went through and asked them were they gay, and I think just about all of them are gay except for one, the one man the one guy, and then there was another guy and she kept saying, are you gay, and he was like, well I don't wanna, you know, I don't like labels and she was like, but are you gay? He, he was like, I don't like to call myself gay. I, you know, I don't, I don't really like labels. And she was like, look, what are you putting out? Are you gay or not? He just wouldn't answer. And I'm like, he could be bisexual, but he don't even, he told you that he doesn't identify as gay. So that's it. You can't make, she was like, well, you're either gay or you're not. I'm like, nah, that's not it. It don't work. That's, that's not, sexuality don't work like that. He's not, if he's telling you that he doesn't identify as gay, then he identifies as something else. I don't know if it's bisexual or what, but if he says he's not gay, it's not like he was in, it's not like he was in denial. It's not like, you know, he wasn't like in the class. He was, he was like, I don't, I don't really identify as that. 
And she was just, oh, what are you, the gay? You're not in like that, number one, because that's ignorant and that's not correct. And again, it's an example of why certain issues she should not deal with because you're not a psychotherapist, you're not a psychologist, you're not trained. You just out here on some old fucking old black lady shit. And that's, that was some old black lady shit because he told you that he was not gay and that was it. If you had a question, you should have asked. What you should have said next was, "Okay, well, how do you identify?" And then he could have told you. I think he was probably bisexual, but she didn't even give him a chance. And then when she reacted like that, he just shut down. He was like, "Okay, well, I don't identify as gay. I don't like labels. I just, you know, I don't, I don't like those. I don't really identify as gay." And then he just shut down. Okay. Then the other thing that she was doing that I really didn't like is she started asking them. She was like, "So." are you gay because you were molested or were you molested because you're gay? Sis, this old wives tale that people are gay because they got molested when they were young is as old as the hills. Why are you playing with this? Why are you playing? I don't, I have no, thank God. I have no, I don't know what it's like to be molested as a child. I don't know what it's like to live through that. Thank God. Um, I, but I do know that that I, people are not gay because they are molested. I I imagine that if you are sexually assaulted or sexually uh, uh, molested at a young age, at that young, impressionable age, before you are fully formed and before you have a chance to develop on your own, that may have some effect on your sexuality. I, I can imagine that. But to this notion that because you were molested, that's why you're gay, that's what kind of where she was, she didn't say that, but you know, not the brightest bulbs watch her show, and I and I could, and I I guarantee you that a whole bunch of people watching the show took it that way uh huh, see, that's how they be gay cause they got molested, that's why I told y'all ain't nobody born gay, you get molested that's why you gay, I could see I could see that occurring, cause that's the role she was going down, and I did not like it, because that's not the case. I'm sure, I'm sure that being molested when you are 8, 9, 10 in those formative years will have some effect, will, will, cause you, will cause your sexuality to evolve in a way that it may not have had you been not molested. You might still have grown up gay. You might, or you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure anybody, gay, straight, whatever, being molested at that young age damages people for life. It, I, I believe that. And being molested at young age in your form before you are, you have been basically, you have been altered and changed forever in a way that you would not have been had you not been molested. I, I, I totally believe that and, and that to be true because there's no way you can tell me that when you grab a, a, a trust, a kid who's trusting, who doesn't know anything, who's not, you know, really grown into who they are, who's still developing, don't know what they're going to be yet. And you, and you violate their trust and you, and you violate them like that. If you think that that's not going to uh, change that person forever, that's you going to be imprinted on them forever. That's why so many of them have alcohol problems. They have drug problems. You know, they can't function. They go, they hold, they be dysfunctional their whole life because, because you molested them when they were young. So I just didn't like that. I didn't like the tone. She just was very flippant about everything. She was very dismissive. She was very, okay, well, you know, are you, are you, you probably, she didn't, it's not that she said that you are gay, because, but she gave it as an option. She said it as if that was an, oh, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, all five of them were gay. 
except for the one guy, I think. I think the one it was one guy who said no, but he said he had a problem with, um, you know, relationships. And I know, I know, I've watched other shows before where I hear straight men they say that they say that they have a problem with relationships with uh, with women because of having been molested. I mean, understandable. Once again, you know, you violated such a long young age is going to have an effect. Um, but yeah, like I just the show it was just. Certain stuff, Ayala is for light stuff. It's for like, you know, like the one she did before was Young Turk, the rapper, and his wife. They didn't really have no big, big problems. They was just like, you know, he was, he, he was kind of distrustful because, you know, some stuff. And they had got, he got locked up. And they was just having like couple shit. It wasn't nothing to, it was, he wasn't like he was beating her. They wasn't super dysfunctional. They just had a few. They, they just needed to, you know, sit down and really talk. They could probably went and talk to their pastor. He was like, yeah, I don't trust nobody to come over my house. She was like, well, why is that? He was like, you know, he basically, I give him credit. He was like, look, I know that I have these issues and I have these things. I want to fix them. I just don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix them, so that's why I'm here. So he should could have just went and talked to somebody. They would have been fine. Little stuff like that Ayanna can handle. But child molestation and serious stuff that people need real doctors and real therapists to talk to I don't think she should be able to do that and then you see at the end she don't never fix nothing every time she talked she talked to Gloria Govine by the end of the show she still wasn't talking to her parents so none of them people ever get fixed and that's because it's not real it's not real. She tends, she's very misogynistic. She's always shaming her. Like, I ain't, the, the episode with Nettie, Keisha Cole's sister Nettie, I think she did Nettie wrong. I think that dude, I ain't saying Nettie was perfect, but I think she was owning up to what she did. I think she was sincere. I think a lot of what this dude was talking about, she ain't know what he was talking about because he was acting like, you know, this was stuff that he had said to her before. And she really was looking like she ain't never heard this shit before. Now you sitting down on Ayala and you gonna play me on TV and say all this shit when we, we said we was coming here, that's really I felt like she was sincere I felt like he was playing the victim I felt like he was blaming a lot of his problems on her um, Nephi done had a hard life too, but I didn't really hear her blaming too much on him, you know what I mean like I just, I didn't think she did Nephi right I didn't think she did Gloria Govan right and I don't know nothing about that girl, but she was trying to shame her, like make her feel like and I mean <laughs> She did have a point. I saw what she was saying. Like, the girl was dressed like she going to, you know, the club every day. And she was like, you're not dressed like a mom. Like, who, what mom um, makes cookies with their kids in these heels? I, I got what she was saying. But the way she approached her, she just, she, I think she's too rough with women. She was trying to kind of shame her. Like, make her feel like she was... You know, I don't like when people try to make women feel like they're less than or like they're frivolous because they like to look nice because they want to have their hair done because they want to wear makeup. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That don't make you less serious. It don't make you stupid. Some people just don't want to Some people just like to look nice. You know, it's, it's, it's very few pleasures we have in this world. It's very, you, you know, few things that you can control in this world. And one of them is how you look. You know what? I ain't going to, I'm going to have my hair done. I'm not going to be out here looking raggedy. I'm going to have my makeup done. I'm going to wear, I'm not going to be out here in these sweatpants and goddamn yoga pants and looking like these raggedy ass bitches. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to wear my jewelry. I want to look nice. That's my thing. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of people try to make that about being shallow or, well, she's not, how she gonna be a good mom? Look how she dressed. What do how she dressed got to do with her being a mom? You know, and I just felt like she was, I felt like that's the road she was going down. So, 
you know, I just, I, I didn't, I don't know if y'all saw it, but I just didn't. I don't like when Ayala do that. I think, I think she shouldn't be allowed to talk about to everybody about everything because sometimes she just do not be held. She, uh, she upholds a lot of gender stereotypes, like with the Turk thing. She was, they sit and said they part. She was like, see, he, men talk with their brain. Women, we don't talk with our brain. We not going to win if we talk with our brain, so we got to talk with our heart. Girl, shut up. That's a stereotype. You ain't talking with your goddamn heart. Shut up. Like little stuff like just irritate. She just say that shit like it's like it's just like it's just the knowledge and you, you know you just gotta accept it. That's bullshit. We, we and 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 it's bullshit because the, the wife actually was the one making sense. Turk was the one talking out his feelings, talking about all this stuff that from the childhood and why he do this because the wife was very logical and very rational and she had answers and explanations for everything. He was the one that was that was spilling his feelings in the air. So, and she, you know, she was expressing herself very well. So, yeah, I just Ayala, just you need to stick to the the rainbows that and waterfalls that you used to because you be doing too much and not doing enough all at the same time. And I ain't think you did them 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 men a disservice and I don't think you were helpful at all. Alright, so that's it for current events. Now we're gonna get to Genghis Kicks and I told y'all um, they still haven't done the Christmas drops yet, but they're coming because I'm getting the notifications and I've been checking and they're coming. So for right now Make sure I got it, because sometimes I'll be getting them and saving. So, I showed y'all the, um, the flight suit, blue joints. They got them in red, too. So, there's another, and I called them Jordan, um, I think I called them fours. I think I called them sixes. These are the fives. Um, they got another color coming out. It's this Bordeaux. The fives are not my favorite. If I do get the fives, I only like the originals, the original white and original black. But these Bordeaux are, are dope. I'm gonna put them up, y'all wanna check those, they're not a Christmas release though, they out right now the flight suits, actually, you might still be able to get them there's a whole bunch of Air Force Ones coming out, they have like this love for the one Air Force One low NBA and all the NBA colors, I'm over Air Force Ones like, I mean, they're a classic sneak, I ain't never gonna, you know, deny that but like, I just, it's enough um, with the Air Force Ones, like I just you know, I I just I, I think it's I don't know time to retire them or whatever um then there's the, the um Air Jordan 12 the um Bordeaux joints are coming out they're like a wine color um again Jordans I'll mess around unless it's unless it's like a really dope joint like the flight suits or something like that I don't mess with all these different colors I don't I like I like Jordans in Jordan colors the original how they came out the red black and white whatever the original shoe was that he played in that came out that's what I get, I don't get these different colors, I don't get these, I just don't, I don't, I don't like them, the taxis though, are the exception, the, the all black taxi, the OVO joints, the all black ones with the gold, those are dope, um, I don't got them, but those are dope, so, these Bordeaux 12s, these are dope too, I'm gonna put those up, um, that's the only two pair I have though, just another, the, um, Air Vapor Max black on black is coming out, um, uh, but I put those up before, but it's black on black, um, joints coming out, um, those, they 190, they really dope, and actually, you could probably, I checked on eBay, if you really want the Vapor Maxes, this, there's other colors, those, those other, um, blue and, and, the, um, green joints, they, they're, you can get them, um, they got, um, the Air Max 1 Premium and Wolf Grey too, I'll put this one up, 
They kind of dope. Um, but they have the jewel Nike, the jewel Nike swoosh. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm classic, yo. I do not, I do not like, I do not like those remixes. Um, I don't like that jewel Nike. I just like the regular swoosh. I don't like when they, I don't like when they do extra shit. Trying to, it's a classic. They did the same thing in the Cortez. They got that jewel swoosh. I don't like it, man. Stay with the regular stripe. I don't like when they fuck with my Nikes too much because, like I told y'all before, I'm a nostalgic shoe buyer. I like to get the ones that I couldn't get when I was young or that was hot when I was young, and I don't want them different. I want them how they was when I wanted them. So don't be remixing them. Don't be messing up the swooshes. I don't like all these different colors. Drop the ones that was that was original, and, you know, that's it. All right, so I'm going to put all three of those up on the gram. Um, and yeah, I've been talking to y'all for an hour, so that's, uh, thanks for asking, uh, Kel's Radio, uh, episode, what'd I say before? I wrote it down. Shit, oh, sorry. Episode 123, um, listen, thanks y'all for listening, I get new listeners every week, hi, Thank y'all for coming here. Please like me, rate me on iTunes, tell your friends, follow me on Twitter, please, at thanks, for, thanks underscore for asking. I don't have, I mean, I got a few, but, like, if y'all could follow me there, that'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at KMGZ. Um, the, the email is thanksforaskingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we up on SoundCloud. I see y'all comments. Um, thanks. I'm, I'm glad y'all like the show. Um yeah, so, once again, um, I don't have a title, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what's going on, um, but I'll, I'll have one by the, by the time it goes up, alright, so, see y'all next week, peace. <laughs>